Blue Wire. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is Kyler Murray. This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. Jackson takes it himself. Look at him turn back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. He is Houdini. Touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. Chiefs are Super Bowl champions here in Miami. Guys, welcome back to the Established the Bass Podcast, presented by Clutch Points and our friends at Blue Wire. I'm your host, Blake Lovell. With me, as always, my co-host, Stone Ray. We're back here on the podcast uh, after another uh, small break here. As we know, throughout the summer, uh, people who have listened to this podcast regularly, you know this happens. It's just there's just not a lot going on um, leading up to you know the start of, of training camp and all this stuff. So uh, sometimes we we sort of recharge our batteries, but uh, we're back here. With one of our favorites, Dylan. Uh, we did this last off season, and uh, this is where we start mm-hmm. to have some fun as we look ahead to the 2021 season. We're going to rank um, our top 10 quarterbacks entering the 2021 season. Now, you're going to specify what that means because I think it's very easy <laughs> to take that at face value and uh, have your own interpretation. But we have a very strict uh, criteria for how we want to rank these. Of course, we're also going to add in the wrinkle that um, we're not just having a you know a list one through ten that you and I have already put together. We're actually going to yeah. pick it on the fly, uh, which will make it uh, a lot more interesting. Yeah, in terms of the parameters here, it makes it a lot easier for us to just look at 2021. So that's the rule. We're not looking ahead to you know which quarterback would you rather have for the next ten years, the next uh, fifteen years, however many years. We're only looking at this one season, so that obviously puts Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and those guys that are more the veterans into the into the fold a little higher than you might if you're really trying to look down the line uh makes the job a little bit easier for us because that's a pretty subjective thing to look at if we weren't doing that so even we did the next like six seven years then it gets tough to be like well you know maybe the two three years you want one of those guys but then after you really have to project i will uh and yeah like you said also not list that we've made ahead of time Uh, it'll be fun to kind of like draft it as we get going I think the last half, especially we were talking before the podcast, I think will be pretty interesting to see who we put in there. There's a lot of, you know, compared to even last season, guys that have really emerged in uh, last season that could be borderline players. I'm sure we'll talk about guys that we end up leaving off at the end, but it's going to be, at least for me, I'm just looking through these names. And when we get to the six, seven, eight, nine, ten, like that area, especially the last few, it's going to be really hard to leave some guys off and we're have to make some tough decisions. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be, and and here's the thing. We have to say this up front. So we have made a joint decision here uh, when it comes to ranking our top 10. We are going to leave one player out, and obviously if you're like, wait a second, who are they leaving out? It's going to be Deshaun Watson because I think, Dylan, our reasoning for this is Deshaun Watson one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. If he plays this season and based on how he's played to this point in his career, yes. But Mm – do we have any idea if he's going to play this season or what sort of going to be the resolution there with everything going on? We don't. So I think it, it probably for us, like doing this probably makes it a little bit more, I don't know, like enjoyable because I think that it's one of those where it's like, I don't know where we put him because otherwise I feel like it's sort of, you know, for, I really don't like, I don't even know where we start with that whole situation to be able to properly place him on this list. So I think it just makes it a little bit easier on us to not have to, you know, try to figure out what that's going to be because I think right now there is absolutely no way we have any idea how that's going to unfold. 
Yeah, exactly. It's it, at this point. Yeah, there's just not enough information. There's some reports about when uh, some of the cases will begin in the trials and some of them don't project till after this next season. So it's I mean, there's really just no way to, to know for sure based on how the NFL has handled these cases in the past. You'd think they'd probably put them on administrative leave, something that, you know, kind of allows the process to play out, but also probably doesn't let them play. It's, you know, kind of a different world than we were really early in the offseason talking about his unhappy, you know, him looking at possibly being traded. It's crazy how much has developed since, although the amount of information more recently is not, it's not uh, really coming in at the rate it was. Um, But like you said, it's just more fun for us not to have to project and uh, pick a guy that we just don't know if we're going to see on the field and, you know, this year and, and moving forward. All right. We did a virtual coin flip and I won the coin flip, which means that uh, (laughs) I get the first pick and, I really think this is, you know, probably one of the last year we, you know, I think you still would have had the conversation in terms of, you know, was it going to be Mahomes? Is it going to be Lamar Jackson? I think those were probably the two we were looking at the most, maybe going into last season. Of course, you had Brady in there, given the new change of scenery and everything. But I think now, like, it's a it's a pretty interesting discussion about it. It's like, okay, is it Patrick Mahomes? Is it Tom Brady? I'm going to pick Patrick Mahomes. I just think that still, mm-hmm. to me, he's the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, and I, I just look at him and I'm just, you know, I get what happened, you know, in the Super Bowl and, and all of that. But if I'm picking for me as the number one pick and I want the 10 best quarterbacks, the guys who I think are in the best position, um, you know, at that position heading into the season, yeah. I, I'm still going to pick Patrick Mahomes at number one. Yeah, I think he has to be. I mean, as much as you can argue about their all time greatness of the of Tom Brady and, what just happened in the Super Bowl? I do think if you're being realistic with yourself, if you switch the quarterbacks in that game, imagine the the defensive yeah. line of the Bucks coming after Tom Brady with the, what was going on there. I just you see a completely different outcome in the other way. I don't think that's really uh, too fair the, the one game to judge just their individual ability. Yeah, I'd rather have at this point Mahomes as much as I know that Tom. I don't anticipate obviously with the weapons he has, but just in general his own play to decline if anything uh, yes we'll get to the number two one pretty shortly i i think with another year in that system it's only going to help him but yeah mahomes is he's the best quarterback in the nfl one obviously as much as sometimes we you know it's hard not to just constantly praise him but there's a reason for it it's not like it's become kind of a cliche and people are like see like a nice throw from another quarterback and like if mahomes did this every espn top 10 highlight would be the same play like kind of become almost a meme of a sort but there's a reason for it man he's he's unbelievable finished uh i, I believe third straight season all of the years um starting for the chiefs uh, as a number one dyar from football outsiders uh quarterback in terms of which takes into account his own amazing teammates so it it's supposed to you know give you an idea of the best guy regardless of who's around him he's still putting up these kind of play don't no matter where you put him he's going to put up insane numbers obviously he has a really talented teammates but uh at this point it's it's going to take a lot for someone to to uh, to supplant him at the top of this list for me i feel like <laughs> you know moving forward it's going to be number one number one number one every year you're going to see Mahomes <laughs> at the top of this list yeah i think so and and like we said i mean i think for you picking number two it's it's probably just a, a matter of arithmetic at this point with um what we just talked about having that discussion and who we would pick at number one so um, I think it's probably pretty clear where we're headed for number two, even though maybe there's a case uh, for another guy who, since he's not going to be picked number two, I think we know where I'm going to head at number three. So, <laughs> Yeah, so 
yeah, but for me, it's between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, a year ago, Aaron wasn't quite as high, even though they the Packers made the NFC title game. He was not putting up, you know, MVP numbers like he did. So it's it's a really tough one for me because I'm trying to take out of the equation a little bit, like how obviously Tom Brady is Tom Brady, but he still has great offensive line, all those weapons in Tampa. Like I mentioned, the you know another year in the playbook where I just feel like as the season went on, you saw the, the December, late November into the postseason, that offense was just clicking, and I think it's just going to be even better this year. Obviously, with the Packers situation, it's we don't even know if Rodgers will be on Green Bay. Wherever he is, um, I still have a lot of confidence in him. But, you know, he has – for still he always will still end up, end up ranking like top five, six quarterbacks each year. But he had before last season a couple of – by his standards, uh, subpar seasons. They weren't subpar by NFL standards, but compared to the rest of his career. So maybe just a little less consistency there. I, it's a really tough one for me. Um, but I, I, I'm going to have to go with Tom Brady for one more year at least. As we mentioned, this is the, the cop-out for it. it. It's only 2021, so that, that helps me out a lot. Obviously, you know, he's still, if you look at the advanced stats, just talking about DYAR for Mahomes at the top, it's Rodgers 2, Brady 3. So it's not like these guys are separated by a whole lot at that point. All their advanced numbers, all their actual stats are just right there. I just, uh, it comes a little bit down to, and it, obviously you can go through the years and all the uh, amazing defenses Tom had in New England, all the different things you can say. If you, Still, if you want to win one game, you think about having him as your quarterback, it's, it's hard to go against his track record, his ability in the moment, in the clutch to, to make all the big throws, to make all the right decisions. So that's why I'm going to ultimately go with him as a narrow number two here. Um, but I, I could see the argument uh, for either. I it's uh, uh, The thing is about Tom, too, that especially in, in the – and I think this is something that he always kind of had capable of, and maybe you go back uh, deeper into his Patriot career more than the recent years, but – his ability in the Usain Bruce Arians offense with their aerial attack more kind of going deep down the field, you really do see, and maybe he doesn't get as much credit throughout his career for his deep accuracy, but it was on point for so many moments, so many throws where you look at the all 22 tape from behind, uh, from end to end of the field and just, man, the, the quick decision-making, the touch, everything about it. So those throws that he was making looked like something maybe we hadn't seen the last couple of years in New England, even obviously the play calling in the system's different, but I think that, that also is just like Aaron always is making has had an elite deep accuracy, but for Tom to it's just he everything was coming together, man. And uh, so I, it's again, it's a tough decision, but I got to go Tom Brady number two. Well, that obviously makes my choice pretty easy at number three. Um, Aaron Rodgers, like you said, I, I can I'm with you on some of the you know the arguments made uh, for one or the other, but I would have probably picked Brady at two as well, and and I think Rodgers there at three is. I mean, I get, you know, the thinking of, well, we talked about Deshaun Watson. We don't know what's going to be his situation. It's obviously different than what we're talking about with Aaron Rodgers. Um, but either way, I mean, I don't. it doesn't matter to me what team Aaron Rodgers is playing on next season, uh, minus the Texans maybe. Um, I think that he's going to be fine. Like, we, we know mm -hmm. that he's still going to wind up being one of the best quarterbacks in the league, whether he's playing for the Packers, whether he's not playing for the Packers. It doesn't matter. Um, so I think that, I think it's a pretty easy uh, selection for him at number three, uh, just because, again, I know and I almost feel like no matter what happens, like we're going to see that I think ticked off Aaron Rodgers. Like, I think you're going to we know the guy like we know the personality and all that. And I think no matter how this unfolds, 
you're going to have a guy coming out to prove himself, I think, either way. Whether somehow he returns to the Packers, whether he's playing for the Broncos or someone else, mm-hmm. you've got a guy that's sort of out to prove uh, that he's still, you know, one of the best, if not the best, in the league. And I think you're going to see that no matter what. Yeah, I mean, he should. He won the MVP. It should be maybe a slight for him already that he's <laughs> yeah. number three on this list. But, hey, that's the nature of it. I, I'm sure, like you said, though, he's going to come back uh, and have – no matter where he is, a similar season to what he had a year ago, uh, had the highest passing grade from PFF on 20-plus yard throws. Tom Brady, number two, though, so that goes to my point of uh, these guys being neck and neck, really. And obviously, we saw in the NFC title game how just a couple little things here or there from either guy could have changed the result. Uh, but, yeah, Aaron's he's Aaron Rodgers, man. And you saw 2020s, he looked like he had for, you know, not necessarily – maybe not <laughs> – going to say the 2010 playoff Aaron Rodgers when they won the Super Bowl or even that 2011 MVP season but going back to you know 2012 13 14 15 that kind of era of Packer football with him just slinging it around it looked like that but even more efficient obviously in Matt LaFleur's offense that Aaron finally got really comfortable with all the motion and all the different uh, play action games different things that under center where he it was a different kind of uh, than what he'd been doing for the past few years but he grew really comfortable last season and obviously it We'll see where he ends up, but I think no matter where he is, he's Aaron Rodgers. He has that level of ability, and I think, Jay, he has to be – if he's not number two on this list, he has to be number three as you made him here. Yeah, I think so too. And um, now I think things get a little bit interesting, but I still think probably number four. I have a Ooh. feeling I know where you're going, but you could prove me wrong. Uh, but I, I think that they're – and I don't want to call it a drop-off after number three because – Again, we're talking about guys who are really, you know, played at, a, at an elite level as well. And I'm just, but I think when you talk about it from a, a perspective of these top three, to me, I feel like there's a little bit of a, you know, it is maybe a little bit of a drop off. I, I don't mean that in a demeaning way because obviously, yeah. you know, the, some of the guys we're going to talk about are still probably, there's a couple of these guys that maybe are even MVP type candidates. Uh, but I just feel like when we talk about those three guys in particular, it's just like, well, who's after that? And, I guess we'll see mm-hmm. where you go here at number four. It's I have a three guys really that are <laughs> uh, I'm choosing between, and if, if as we mentioned before earlier, Deshaun isn't in that conversation. If he had, if everything was normal, he probably would be in right there with these three. So it's man, I I'm really struggling between them because you look at all all sorts of different stats, different uh, quantifiable things that they all kind of split up different uh, result wise, like where they rank. Oh man, I think I've narrowed it down to two in my head. I'll, I'll just say because I don't, you know, even though you you might just take the next <laughs> one, it, it probably wasn't the case anyway. I'm between Russell Wilson and Josh Allen here. Yep. Um, it's it's really tough. Uh, Dyar, Josh Allen fourth, so right behind our top three already. Uh, obviously, for a large portion of the season, was an MVP candidate. There's, uh, you know, as much as Stefan Diggs helped him, I would argue that you look at all the stats that some of the other receivers they put up, and just just watching the guy i mean there's a reason why taking out his teammates he's the fourth best quarterback from football outsiders he makes all the throws started playing you know making the kind of decisions that early on in his career maybe didn't see as much in addition to just his deep accuracy he's he's worked his butt off on on getting that down that's one of the, the big things he always had a cannon arm but just honing it in a bit more he's more than done that last season it was just so fun to watch that bill's offense and they were clicking and obviously russell wilson he finishes this PFF's top-ranked quarterback with their grades. Uh, another guy that just year after year, 
just produces with so many, so many talk about, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady being some of the best 20 plus yard passers in the NFL. I mean, Russell's deep ball accuracy is ridiculous. Uh, Obviously there are certain things, maybe a little bit out of his control, coaching staff, uh, philosophy, different things that are why, you know, it seems like everything's fine now with him in Seattle, but there was a point this off season where it looked like he possibly wanted to be traded. And I understand can understand why given what he's been able to produce and the lack of uh, at least in recent years postseason success for his team I wouldn't say it's on him necessarily there are some throws that obviously he makes that are great other decisions that have come back to bite him also great plays from defenders especially in that Rams playoff game last year so it's man it's it's a tough one-two punch I maybe just because I just the oh man it is really tough. I'm trying to like take out the, the team success because obviously the Bills being one, one game away from making the Super Bowl gives Josh a little bit of an edge. But, I mean, he just I, – I, the thing is, like, he only – for a guy that – the only one thing really is Josh Allen does have a lot of turnover-worthy kind of plays uh, looking at PFF's rankings. That, that might be a little bit of a negative. But, man, I just – I feel like, like whereas Russell's playing consistently at this level, I feel like what we saw from Josh, he has the talent, the arm talent, and the ability, and now he's everything's coming together. I, he could be in that top tier. I mean, we're obviously right here we're at number four already, but I, he has that kind of ability. So I guess I'll just go with Josh Allen. My bias for the for the Buffalo Bills coming in a little <laughs> here, I guess, but I, I don't think you can go wrong with either of these guys. They're both both incredible quarterbacks at different points of their career. But for one season, I mean, you're going to be really happy with whoever you have as on your team and probably a little more in fantasy, I guess, from, from Josh this bit at this point, just because the dude can also not the Russell camp, but Josh takes off and is such an efficient runner as well. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, we can obviously just go ahead and put Russell Wilson at number five. I think that's <laughs> um, like you, you pretty much summed it up. Like, I think that's the, there's not really a discussion for me. Um, those would have been the next two. I would have put in that situation too. And, Mm-hmm. Um, I really, you know, yeah, like I think those are your top five. And, and like we said, you could argue the order, um, I think, on several of those. But I, I think that that's sort of one through three to me. And then you have a little bit of a tiny drop off from there. I think the Josh Allen and Russell Wilson, just because, you know, yes, could, could Allen and Wilson win the league MVP in those particular settings, depending on how their teams do? Sure, they could. Um, yeah. I think you still put them in the conversation. But this is where I think, okay, now you get to five. Now things get interesting because, you know, there are still guys out there that, I mean, look, Lamar Jackson's still out there. You know, you've still got Dak out there. Um, You know, there there are other guys kind of in this setting. And I think you've got some sneaky guys that maybe on the surface you're thinking, okay, well, these guys maybe aren't great quarterbacks. But if we're putting this into a one season and you kind of look at the some of the stuff around them, you're thinking, well, maybe they could be one of the best quarterbacks. Um, so, Dylan, that puts you – I think this is where things yeah. get interesting at number six because I, this is how I would have mapped – like I would have had these five and probably mm-hmm. – I, I may have put Russell Wilson ahead of Josh yeah. Allen, but I would have mm-hmm. I would have had this five without question as my top five individually. But now I think number six, it's a tough call because, like I said, you've got – I think there are probably – let's see, I'm looking at my list here. I think there are one, two – well, I think there are three guys that I would I could probably put in this number six spot. Yeah, it's it's well, you named a couple of them already, obviously <laughs> Lamar and Dak, and like you said, there's some sneaky guys. One thing I'll point out on that uh, the DYAR stat again, defense adjusted yards above replacement. The next guy, so it's Deshaun's number five. 
Russell Wilson's all the way at number 11, actually. Didn't have, in terms of his advanced numbers, his best season still, obviously, on that elite level. But after Deshaun at number five, number six is Ryan Tannehill. Yes. Number seven, Derek Carr. <laughs> number eight, Justin Herbert. Number nine, Kirk Cousins. Number 10, Matt Ryan. So that Well, Tannehill was the guy those. I was kind of yeah. pushing when I uh-huh. said, maybe you don't think of him as the best quarterback, but he yep. now has Julio Jones. He has A.J. Brown. It's like, well, if I'm picking for one season – He's going to wind up somewhere in our top ten, I think. I just, but I, yeah. but I don't, I don't know where that's going to be. But I'm just thinking, I don't know that I'd be, I'm going to be able to leave him off there if we're still sitting there at nine or ten. He's not there yet. Just given, yeah, I mean, the number of obviously his yards are never going to be kind of on the level of the other guys because of how just dominant Derrick Henry is and how their offense is built. But I mean, he's again, the stat takes out your teammates, and he's still that elite ranking i mean it's yeah. it just shows that this this guy's not just uh a product of his system he's really he's a really great downfield passer makes a lot of the right decisions limits turnovers does everything you could want um at this point yeah like you said it's gonna be hard to leave him off the list some of those other guys uh that i named maybe a bit easier the one uh, we'll get down the list justin herbert might sneak on i'm just obviously just really enjoyed maybe we need one more season of him but i think at this point like you said dak and and, and lamar for me are the two guys that are the next two regardless of the order um i, I think obviously with dak as a short sample size but he was putting up you know borderline mvp numbers for the cowboys th- through those first four weeks before his week five injury um, obviously it was not going to possibly be the rate he was going. He was going to shatter the <laughs> yards, uh, total yards in a season record. Dallas was playing such ridiculous games where they just complete like big 12 style shootouts because of how poorly the defense was performing. But, uh, I think, yeah, you just saw everything kind of coming together before the injury for Dak and in the, in his four full seasons, he's finished twice in the top 10 for PFF, um, of his total rankings. I think he's right there, but I, uh, maybe just because we got to see the full season. And I, I think a little more with Lamar Jackson, too. Obviously, he wins MVP. And then there were points last year where people were kind of, you know, were like, was this just one like one season thing? Not to his own fault, really. There's just there's obviously going to be some regression from the ridiculous numbers that he put up. But I think as the course of the season went on, you saw Lamar still be, you know, be as dynamic as ever. Obviously, in the postseason uh, game, the the, run, the electric running out against the Titans was something else, and just that whole second half of the season. Obviously, the game, our game of the year, that Ravens Browns Monday night game, everything he did in that in that performance to to will the Ravens to a victory. I think, I mean, I, there's no reason that he can't be right there as an MVP candidate again. I'm really excited to see what the Ravens can do, and I, I just think at this point, I, I you know, as much as if if we saw Dak for a full season, maybe it's a little bit different. I obviously still. Uh, there are two guys that when they're both healthy are just, just so elite. Um, I, I, again, I don't think you can go wrong with where we put these next kind of guys in this list. It's all at this point after that, I do believe that top five fairly confidently that that, those are my five best quarterbacks this next round, next few, you can make the argument for, they're all great. And that's, what's fun about, I mean, it gets you really excited as a, just a general NFL fan is like the amount of quarterback talent there is. It's like, it's the fact there's going to be a number of guys that don't even make our top 10 list that, obviously are deserving it's it's a ridiculous group of individuals right now and only getting better with all the young guys we don't even know who knows where trevor lawrence could be or <laughs> any of these other rookie quarterbacks after their first seasons could be talking about them like i did with herbert a moment ago um but i think lamar at this point has proven it for a few years and i i don't anticipate anything different if anything you can see even a bounce back a little more close to uh his stats from his mvp season coming up yeah, I think so too. Um, and like you said, I, I think it was down to those two. So obviously Dak's going to be 
who I would pick uh, number seven. This is kind of, you know, this is good for me because I'm just kind of. Yeah, you're getting uh, all I'm, the. I'm making the, the easy decisions. That's Listen, the virtual coin flip, it never fails you. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's it's worked out pretty well for me thus far. But I don't know if that's going to be the case because I am going to have to be, uh, you know, making this, this next pick here after you make your number eight one. But here's where I think we get to it where it's like, okay, you do look at those guys, you know, like, uh, I mean, you look at. Justin Herbert, you know, mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, you look at Matthew Stafford in a new setting. We talked about yep. Tannehill. Um, I think this is where you start to look at guys like that, and you're like, well, you probably can't go wrong with any of the order, but I think it's much harder to sort of place the order of where you want to go with guys like this. And then, you know, you also have to think, like, you've got guys too. You mentioned sort of Derek Carr's interesting numbers. I don't think I'm putting yep. him in the top ten, though, but yet, yet you still have guys <laughs> – you know, I mean, I think Matt Ryan's stock has certainly taken a hit since the Julio Jones thing. I think that even though they have talent there, I just I don't think I could confidently put him in that list for me. Um, you know, you got guys like Baker. It's it, this is where I mean, again, this is where things start to get difficult. And then it's like you know, you mentioned well, Trevor Lawrence probably next year after we actually get a sample size. I mean, Joe Burrow looked great before he got injured. Like there's just, there's a lot of interesting dynamics, but uh, this, this next group is a a pretty interesting uh, one to choose from. I think you'll finally have a harder choice than number nine, regardless. I think so too. Like (laughs) these next three are just uh, pretty difficult, man. Like you, you kind of went over a good point in car as much as his advanced stats have been really high. It's just hard to say he's a top 10 quarterback yeah. with the fact they haven't made the postseason since the year he got injured and they lost, obviously, in the first round without him. He was fantastic then, and I still think he's a really good quarterback that gets a little underappreciated sometimes based on the success of, you know, that defense obviously is awful. And talking about Matt Ryan, I mean, there's guys – it's hard to – I'm trying to take this, their their current situations out of it because then it's like I, I personally, obviously, as a, as a Rams fan, <laughs> I'm going to be really excited about Matthew Stafford, but I'm trying to take out of the idea of, you know, who he's going to be coached by. I think that those those kind of guys are borderline top ten him and Stafford, uh, that Matt Ryan group, like you're saying, of this, of this next – set i think i'm gonna go with the one though that we just talked about based on i mean just looking at the numbers uh, as we're, as we've been recording it's just hard to for me to ignore what ryan Tannehill's done and it's it's just crazy man i you know just the fact that he was viewed only really as a, a quality good starter and you know maybe when things turned around for tennessee to really he's just he's not a, he's not just a product you know completely of a system yes to, there is a lot of that to be credited going from adam gase to what he's been successful with uh, there with Arthur Smith. I mean, they they have there's a team that uh, I believe there is like some ridiculous percentage of their play action. They're the heaviest play action team in the NFL. They're also one of the most successful at it. But they also just are really uh, really good at limiting the number of um, of targets they have down the field. They really will bring it, keep a lot of guys to protect downhill. That helps them a lot as well. But it's like man, he's just he's still elite. Like on straight dropbacks, he's been on that level, I mean, you don't finish as the fifth best quarterback in DYAR by accident. It's not an easy stat. You have to, or the sixth best behind Deshaun Watson, you have to really make the plays that aren't there as well. You can't just, you can't be a product of your system and rank that highly. You'll be in the middle of the pack if you're putting up big numbers, but you have the best offensive line and the best receiving corps around you. Uh, it's, yeah, I mean, he's uh, probably underappreciated. We'll see. I get, obviously, Arthur Smith is gone if they continue. Uh, what's happening there obviously gets another big weapon in julio jones but at this point just based on the advanced numbers the wins it's hard to ignore kind of what he's been doing uh, as you said there's guys that are right here in this range i just 
and that, that those advanced numbers are like, man, like I know it's, it's, you know, you watch him and you think like this guy doesn't do much wrong. Uh, and sometimes maybe that's, uh, you, you take away from guys that don't have, you know, the crazy athleticism and, but Tannehill makes some deep throws on the money, man. And even, even before uh, he had injury problems in Miami there, I always reference that one season that gave me hope for when he went to Tennessee, where he, the Dolphins nearly, or actually they did make the playoffs. He was injured, and I believe it was Matt Moore was starting for them in the postseason. But you saw he has that elite deep uh, accuracy. He sees the field so well. And, man, I, I, I think at this point, it just the, the, the track record, uh, I'm going to put him here at number, at number eight. Um, <laughs> at, by the end of the season, uh, I just watch Kyler, watch Herbert, these guys that I, I'm thinking about uh, coming up here that could end up definitely putting up huge big numbers and have jumps, but I'm going with the maybe a safer choice um, in Tannehill at number eight. Yeah, I like that one, and I think it's, um, it doesn't put the pressure on me to have to take him with number nine, not knowing if you're <laughs> going to put him at number 10. Um, so we got him on the list, so that takes off some of the pressure. But I, you know, I, this was probably for me down to three guys. I think it was, you know, looking at um, – you know, you've mentioned a couple of them, um, and I just – I don't think we can undervalue what it's going to be like for a very talented quarterback to get away from the Detroit Lions. And I think that that's um, – it's not just that he's, you know, <laughs> leaving the Lions. It's that I think he's going to a system that's really going to fit how – you know, I mean, you, you're going to Sean McVay, right? And I think that despite the ups and downs we talked about with the Rams at times, um, still, like – that guy knows offense and i think mm-hmm. that having stafford there is just going to i think this is really and and i i hate that it's <laughs> this many years into his career that we're probably finally going to maybe see you know some of the things that he can really do in a system like that um but i just think that he's probably the guy that i would not be able to pass up on at this point because i just think that he's going to have a really good season yes there may be you know, some ups and downs, maybe some inconsistencies. And, um, but I think it, here's what I, I think it's like to me, I would hope that, you know, he's going to be put in a much better position to succeed to where he's not getting hit every other, you know, drop back and, and those kind of things. And we know there are weapons there for him to work with. Um, so I just, I have a hard time ignoring that, you know, he's going to have a really good season. And, and for me, I, I don't think I could keep him out of the top 10 and not knowing, even though you're the Rams homer, if you were yeah. gonna pick him at number ten, so I'm just gonna go ahead and pick him at number nine. You did the same thing I did with Tannehill for you. I <laughs> yes. took the pressure off me because I maybe I, I was trying to take my bias out too much here, and that you know kind of maybe I'm ignoring a little bit of how really exciting this could be in the, the level of ability he has. Uh, obviously, a guy that's fought through so many injuries. Hopefully, with a more stable offensive line. Still, some questions I have for that offensive line as we've talked about previously. But I, yeah, with the skills, with all the guys around him. And also, yeah, maybe I was looking too much at taking away the, the situation from him as an individual. He obviously, for all those years and all the terrible offensive lines and the terrible defenses that he's had, still put up great numbers, still been on this fringe kind of top 10, top 12 quarterback for so long. So maybe this is, a, like you're saying, a year. We'll see how quickly we saw a very different situation, I think, with what you're adapting from Tom Brady going to a Bruce Arians offense to, you know, what you're seeing here uh, with the offense at Stafford is going to be learning in Los Angeles with McVay, how quickly they're able to get along. Obviously they, on a personal level, it seems like they get along. It seems like they're best buds, you know, the way that they, that Sean McVay talks about him. Um, that I think will play a huge role in how quickly he's able to be successful. I think without a doubt, he'll put up top 10 
traditional stats. We'll see what the uh, what the advanced kind of numbers where he ends up at the end of the year. But I think, yeah, you, you took some pressure off uh, for me here. I, I'm glad <laughs> you picked him because I might, I might not have just because I'm not trying to yep. take into account my own fandom too much. And, and because I still, I really do think there are two guys now that I'm going to have a hard time coming up here between. <laughs> yes. I assume that's going to be Justin Herbert and Kyler Murray. Can we just assume that? <laughs> yes, that's correct. Yes. Um, so... Well, good deduction there. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's what it comes down to. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, it is a tough one for me because I think, look, I think there's a lot of appeal with Kyler and, you know, if, if it was looking at fantasy, like we know, like our yeah. first thought fantasy wise, is I'm probably going to jump right to Kyler Murray because I'm thinking, oh man, like this guy's going to be able to give me some rushing touchdown, like all this stuff. But at the same time, I think if you look at the numbers, like he's been good, but I don't like, he hasn't been great yet. And I don't, you know, Herbert, listen, I'm not saying Herbert was Tom Brady last year or anything, but I still think that I think Kyler's numbers are a little bit, I don't know. I'm not sure people maybe pay enough attention to them in terms Mm -hmm. of like, we got to think too, like he's playing in an offense that is perfectly set for his skills. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, we know like he is, patterning everything about around Kyler Murray but yet I don't know like and maybe it's look let's be honest too it's the division like we're I mean the division is tough yeah. and it's it's not fair just to say well Kyler Murray's not getting better or anything like this but I just I think that uh yeah it's a tough one I, I mean I I feel like I would probably pick Herbert like I, I really do yeah. and it's weird for me to say just because I I'm a Kyler Murray fan but it's like I would probably still pick Justin Herbert, but again, it's not my pick. So it's your pick. So then all the pressure's uh, on you. So you, I mean, you, you, you actually did a great job kind of <laughs> going over the case I was going to make for, I, I was ultimately going to end up with Herbert here. It's I, I last season really did feel like, like you're saying, they had the system all set. It felt like with the, the talent they had brought in and the, uh, everything that for Arizona, that Kyler was going to kind of make more of a jump than he did. Uh, I mean, he finishes down all the way, uh, 15th in DYAR uh, and uh, 15th in QBR is just, just he's just a great quarterback like you said for fantasy wise obviously with his ability to run the ball he's right there but I think just looking at Herbert where with where that offensive line was last year and obviously there's some really talented players but it's still not I wouldn't have said the deepest set of skill set guys obviously a really elite receivers at the top but I, I just think he what what Herbert was able to do with the, the card he was or with the with the, the you know what he was dealt there i uh, it's hard for me to to not put him on this list i just i and i do think you know they've added made a lot of additions to that offensive line even more depth at the skill positions obviously to lose hunter henry but i i still just man i i'm really i obviously i think this is different than like past charger optimism where i'm like oh, they have all this talent they obviously feel like they're going to turn things around if they stay healthy defensively they never end up staying healthy but I, I just feel like with another year in the system, another year getting used to everything with what Herbert was able to do right off the bat, I don't see him having a sophomore kind of slump here by any means. I don't think anyone's adjusting to what he's able to do. I mean, you looked at the, the performances, even in some of the crazy defeats they had, look at the game early in the year against Tampa Bay and that defense with the pressure they were getting on him, the throws he was still making deep down the field. I mean, it was it was something to behold, man. He's he's on that kind of yeah. – he has the skill set and uh, – a guy that not you know different player by completely than Josh Allen but similar in that there was concerns about his deep accuracy uh with what he put, produced at Oregon and it just seems like he you know 
all those all those questions were answered last year and I just uh, looking ahead to what he's going to be able to do in year two I just would rather personally have him at this point I think than Kyler um, but obviously Kyler things could change really quickly it's just a it's close again like you said it, it was down to these two I would put Kyler at number 11 if I was making my own list at this point um, I think before you, you get to the, the Matt Ryans of the world and that kind of group but um, yeah I I think yeah I got to go with Herbert man it's <laughs> it's crazy to, to see what he did last year I mean it's just Matt like you know, we didn't. It was just what he produced in college to what he's done in the NFL in just one year. It's something, man. And he he makes he just he makes those kind of those flash plays that Josh Allen started making this year. But he's just already doing them in year one. It's uh it's something that Charger fans should be really excited about. If there's as much as I you know would personally have liked that the Chargers stayed in San Diego, I feel I know a lot of San Diego Charger <laughs> fans that not too happy about that move, but. For for their ability to, to gain a fan base in Los Angeles, it doesn't doesn't hurt to have possibly a top five quarterback within a couple of years here. I, I think he has that kind of potential, and that's why I think at this point I'll put him at number ten. Yeah, I I'm with you on that. I think that Kyler Murray would be number eleven on this list, and I mean I guess the before we wrap up, the only other thing is if a you know if Julio Jones stays in Atlanta, like does that alter anything with Matt Ryan? Like I mean, we could play the what if game with all these guys, but yeah. I do think that's a that's a significant one because it's a little bit different. I, I know they add Kyle Pitts, but I guess it's you know I feel like it maybe it becomes hard to leave Matt Ryan off the list if you're looking around saying, well, Matt Ryan's going to have Julio Jones, um, you know, Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. It's like my goodness, it's like well, can well, you can you leave this guy off the list? But I uh, you know, but I feel like it almost like you're almost swinging that in Ryan Tannehill's favor just based on adding Julio. So yeah, um, that's an interesting discussion. I guess. Matt, Matt Ryan's like, you know, his, uh, we've talked about him previously. I do think he's a little bit underrated based on the last few seasons. He's had awful running games. Obviously that defense hasn't been great, but I mean, that's the difference. I think here is like uh, the chargers were 31st in DVOA running the ball. And, and <laughs> despite that, Justin yeah. Herbert was still able to produce at the rate he did. I, yeah, maybe I guess if we're say say Matt Ryan's on the Rams right now and Stafford's still on the Lions, then it's like that's maybe more of a like okay, are these two like now the situations are on? Are we comparing them a bit differently? Um, I do think Stafford's talent I would rather have at this point, even taking out my own bias of the Rams. That uh, so, but R- Matt Ryan is he's you know again he's once you get to this grouping, it's it's all really close. He's probably. He probably could be the next guy right after uh, Kyler for me. Even you could make the argument he could be ahead of Kyler, even uh, given, you know, if you have all the a better running game and those kind of things. Obviously, Arizona still needs to improve in that category as well. Um, last season, finishing right in the middle of the road at 17th. But I like you're saying, if, if they kept the, the skill players, it, it does change your equation for Matt Ryan. But I think even without Julio, it's really about getting some more balance in that offense. And you could see him. Uh, jumping up this list. I think Baker's a guy maybe we didn't talk enough about. Well, we, I know you mentioned him briefly. I, yeah. I think he's not in the top 10, but he's close. And obviously so much of the credit's going to be given to what Stefanski did um, with that offense. Uh, you know, From week seven through the playoffs on PFF, he was the second highest graded quarterback by PFF. So I mean, that Baker has all the – he's an elite guy when the, the pocket's clean. He did improve with – he wasn't just – running out of the pocket every time like he did a couple of seasons ago. It felt like when it would break down, obviously more confidence in that offensive line helps a lot. So that's one thing that maybe takes away from him when you're grading on just one player's individual ability. But I do think Baker and Matt Ryan are probably the next couple of guys that I'm uh, picking pretty soon after. 
yeah, I think the two guys I'm most intrigued by that would not have been or are not on our top ten and, and would not have been probably in any scenario is we talked about it a little bit, Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow. Obviously, they're the two mm-hmm. back-to-back number one picks, but I think Burrow was, again, he's pretty good before he got injured. Um, we expect Lawrence to have success. We don't know how quick that's going to happen, but I, I'm very intrigued. You know, If we look up at the end of the season and we see one of those guys in this list, I wouldn't be surprised. If we look back and say, mm-hmm. well, one of those guys was one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league, I, I can't say I'd be shocked at all just based on, um, again, what, what we're expecting from them long term, even if it takes a little more time in the short term. But um, it's an interesting discussion. And uh, as we've seen here, um, there there are no right answers. Uh, but um, <laughs> still, it's uh, you can mix and match these a lot of ways. But that's our top 10. And uh, Dylan, always fun to, to go through this and do this because, again, this is, you know, this is pure opinion. And um, it's yes. just, look, there's just a lot to, we know, like, there's a lot that could happen. I mean, we've talked about Aaron Rodgers, like Deshaun Watson. Like, there's just a lot that can alter how this turns out. So, um, a pretty good list, though, nonetheless. I think there's some talent on our board in our top yes. 10 uh, quarterbacks. But, uh, yes, and I know we'll, we'll have a lot more stuff coming up here on the podcast as we start to look ahead to the season. But for now, Dylan, I know you guys have everything covered over at Clutch Points. Um, obviously, uh, NBA, we've reached the NBA Finals. Uh, of course, yeah. all the NFL stuff uh, covered as well. Let everybody know where they can find all that. Yeah, you can follow all of the NBA Finals games in the Clutch Points app on our on our clutchpoints.com website. We have an NBA Finals tab uh, in addition to our just our regular uh, you know, cover of the site uh, where you can read all of our Finals coverage. Uh, still, all the baseball games happening all covered in the Clutch Points app as well. You can follow along with all of those. NFL still a few months out from games, but I guess really only a little over a month away from the preseason, a little shorter preseason, yeah. but uh, only a few weeks away from training camp. So yeah, we'll uh, still have, I think we're going to go at least through a couple more of these top 10 uh, episodes for running backs and receivers. But after that, get back into a groove where we're going to be really close to uh, preseason. We'll have to really start previewing each of these divisions. So it's, it's getting to that time as much as you know, you know the NFL offseason feels like sometimes after the draft, it, go slow we're already in early july and at that point now we've kind of turned the corner i think where i'm starting to get a little more excited starting to do my research uh it's starting to get all the football reference uh football outsiders previews the warren sharp preview book all that kind of stuff and we'll have plenty of uh plenty of content here uh start probably maybe not in the next couple of weeks but pretty soon get back to our regular two episodes a week and yeah should be excited for and obviously fantasy coverage we're that's what i know a lot of you probably listening are probably going to end up caring about the most so we'll make sure to incorporate that as we go through the previews for the division start doing our own fantasy primers that kind of stuff a little ahead of maybe when you do your drafts just so that if you do have early drafts we'll have that covered by then as well yeah if you thought we had a hard time with picking quarterbacks wait till we get to running backs and wide receivers rankings (laughs) because that's where i think there's even more um you know tough tough challenge there uh, i think overall so we'll see how those unfold but yeah be sure to Check out everything out of Clutch Points. Have a lot more on the way. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Any podcast app you use, you can find us there. And uh, thanks, as always, to the fine folks at Blue Wire for all that they do. And thank you, as always, for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time here on the Establish the Past podcast.